Welcome to Razor Branding Podcast with Jackie Russo. To learn more about how to improve your brand, visit brandrusso.com. Hi, it's Jackie Russo. Thank you so much for joining us here for Razor Branding Podcast, the live video edition. I appreciate you taking time out of your day, and this is going to be a good one. I think it's going to be worth your while. So joining us today is Charlotte Bush Cryer, who is the founder and a runner of Caroline and Company, and they have undergone some big stuff during these pandemic times. Charlotte, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. So is it usual that business people like you think, hey, I'm going to move my store across town into a space that's 10 times bigger in the middle of a global pandemic? Is that how you work? Yes. How about that timing, huh? Not exactly how I had planned my grand opening, I can assure you. <laughs> right. So that wasn't in your business plan. Not at all. Not at all. But we're rolling with it. And so how much bigger is it? Because I know it's a lot bigger. Uh, it is a, a little over 5,000 square feet larger than my previous store. Yeah. Okay, that's big. Yeah, it's 15,000 square feet. That's a lot of football fields. It is. And it feels a lot bigger because the space is so open with taller ceilings. So Right. Right. Which in this day and age is kind of a really good thing because that means there's a lot of space for people to breathe. And, you know, so it's probably a lot safer. I have heard that from several customers that they don't feel like they're too close to anybody in the store. Right. Yeah. It's a lot easier to keep that six foot distance, one way aisles, that whole thing. For sure. Um, Okay. So let's go all the way back to was your location on the boulevard your first ever location or were you somewhere before that? That was it. That was okay. my very first spot um, back in 1997. Ooh, a whole century ago. 23 years ago, exactly. Um, yes, I opened in one storefront. Um, it was about 2,000 square feet. And operated out of there for many years until I had an opportunity to take over another space and grew a little bit. And then five or six years later, took on another space. Five or six years later, took on one more. So um, during our time there, by the time I left, we were in four storefront spaces and really wanted to grow more. And there was nowhere else to go, which is what brought us to our current move. Right, right. So at that rate, by 2030, you'll have occupied all of River Ranch. (laughs) Not exactly. No way. Just most no, of Main Street. I think we're going to make you with this. With okay. 15,000. Yes. Yeah, you just shove it all in there. Right, um, exactly. So what was the original vision? You know, I, I love to talk to business owners who said, you know, I planned on this, and then just all of a sudden it became that. So how was that transition for you? It's so true. You know, I mean, the store has definitely evolved through the years um, is an understatement. But, you know, originally when I opened um, – I really had very little retail experience. Uh, I had worked uh, summer retail in college and that was about my retail experience. So I had a lot to learn and I really learned along the way, still learning. Um, But I would say originally when I opened, I wanted to have a gift shop and I wanted it to be a place where you could come in and find a gift for everyone. And that has stayed true today. Um, as far as the product mix and um, variety, that has definitely grown. But, you know, each of the different categories have come and gone through the years where certain times, you know, a certain type of gift is more popular. And then two years later, nobody's buying it. So it's definitely evolved. And we're just 
try to stay with the trends and that has kind of guided our our change. How do you do that? I mean, I'm guessing you go to market, right? I do. That's my favorite part. So I love going to market. What's, what is that like? It's a lot of work. It is very overwhelming, um, especially in Atlanta. It's three buildings. They're 18 stories high. Every floor is jam-packed with merchandise. So there's so much to see, so much out there. Um, I think the key to my market success has been working with my sales reps and, um, you know, just developing that relationship with them where they help guide me and then, um, you know, just scoping out all the new trends and trying to stay current. Is there anything you've ever seen at market and thought that is going to be huge and you brought Absolutely. it back to Lafayette and everybody was like, bomb yeah, feeling that. <laughs> yeah, of course it happens. And then there on the flip side, there are things that I see and say that would never sell. And I might buy into it a little bit and it's gone in a day. So, you know, it's definitely a learning curve always with buying. And once we do see a trend starting to develop, you know, we're quick to jump on it. Right. Do you find that you carry things sometimes that are not particularly your taste, but you know they are other people's? Yes, that is my struggle at market. <laughs> it is hard for me to invest money in items that I know I would never buy or that right. don't appeal to me. I wouldn't put them in my house. I wouldn't give it as a gift. But I know that some of my customers, that is what they want. So it is a struggle for me to, to buy those kind of things, but I do. Right. Um, I do try to appeal to, you know, everyone's taste and budgets. Um, you know, I do pride myself on having a great variety of gifts for a good price. So, um, you know, that is a goal of mine at market to try to buy at certain price points. I think you've done that very successfully. When I mentioned to a few people and, and shared it on Facebook that we were doing this today, one of the comments that I got most often was, I've never felt like I overspent there. Which that to me is a that makes me happy. Yeah. yeah, that makes me happy. So I feel like feel my value. customers do. Um, yes, they do feel like they get a good value. Um, you know, I think our we have unique gifts. We have unique items, a lot of local items. So I feel like people see that value. And of course, we always every gift leaves our store beautifully wrapped, uh, which is complimentary, which our customers love, especially the male customers love to have a wrapped gift. Um, but, you know, I do think that they feel like that adds a lot of value to it as well. Right. So let's roll back the clock to mid-March. Uh, you already knew that you were going to be moving into the Paul Michael space, if I have my timeline correct. So yeah. you're thinking about that. You're dealing with the day-to-day -day spring shopping, people getting ready for graduation, Mother's Day, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden the shelter in place order comes down. How did y'all handle that? What did you do? I mean, you just shut everything down, send everybody home, and then what? Well, I will tell you right now, it's a total blur. Looking back <laughs> on it. this timeline, these last few months have been a total blur. But yes, that's about how it happened. Um, our goal was to move April 1st, realizing it would take us a little bit to get settled, but wanted to be settled for our busy spring, which is always Mother's Day, teacher appreciation, there's dance recitals, um, lots of spring events, Secretary's Day, Nurses Week. So we know that is a busy time for us. So our goal was to be in the new space and all set up and ready for our customers. So 
Um, we started moving right when all the news was breaking and they were, you know, the news was changing really by the hour. You know, we just really didn't know from day to day what was going to happen. And um, we started moving and then decided to move quicker than we anticipated, kind of seeing what might happen, not realizing we would be shut down. Um, but we did. We got all moved in, all excited to open and could not open. Right. Um, but we it gave us some extra time to really settle in, get our store organized, um, you know, fix all of our displays and tweak things. So it ended up that was our silver lining right. with all of this. And I think as I've done these interviews and talked to a lot of business owners, it's interesting to me how much everyone has tried to find a silver lining and a blessing in all this, but has made productive use of the time. Okay, we're shut down. Well, then we're going to do this growth strategy. We're going right. to you know, in increase this opportunity. And I think you already were in the midst of a growth. And so that just allows you to kind of put it on steroids in a way. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we really, I think I had underestimated how much time it would take to move and set up. So having that extra time, I think, was a blessing for us, although we did it with a much smaller staff. I had a smaller crew that came in, but my family and friends just rallied and came in every day and helped. And, um, you know, it was a true testament to all of the special people in my life. Right. Um now, when I think about that kind of, I think they call them the gray stores, you fell into that area, right? So you weren't explicitly banned, which means after a little while you were allowed to open. Right. Okay. Absolutely. So that was um, great news to hear for us that we could open because we had been doing a lot of internet sales and curbside pickup for our customers, but it was very difficult. Um, it was a lot of work. Um, we were thrilled for the sales, happy to do it. Uh, we're still doing a lot of curbside pickup. Our web sales are awesome. So, um, you know, we will continue to do that, of course, but just to be able to open the doors and, you know, and have that face-to-face -face experience with our customers, which we have really missed. Right. And I'm sure they have too. So how are you handling the people who shop with their hands instead of their eyes? Um, That's what I know, used to tell my kids. Yes, I know. I do find that customers are a lot more cautious, that they're not touching like they were. Of course, you know, some are, of course, but I do see a change in even like how they interact with us, mm -hmm. um, you know, but we are constantly cleaning the store and are wiping down our credit card machines and the pen attached and the counters and every knob or handle that anybody would touch. So, you know, we're doing our part. We're trying hard. Um, you know, we, we certainly want to comply and I want it to be safe for all of our customers and for my staff as well. Right. Which I think is everyone appreciates so much. Mm -hmm. Of course. So um, when you think about all of the changes that y'all have undergone beyond just the massive move across town, mm -hmm. what changes do you think stick around? How does this permanently alter us? You know, I just think being aware, um, just, you know, being aware of, um, you know, our washing of the hands and the, you know, I think it has opened up our eyes a lot as to what we should be doing and we haven't been doing. So it is important for us to keep everything very clean and, um, you know, just to protect my staff. And, you know, I always tell them if they are uncomfortable with anything to let me know and step away. So, um, but that has not been an issue at all. 
I think that's great. Um, now you've seen an uptick, obviously, in internet sales and curbside, as you mentioned. Do you yes. think you're going to continue to kind of have a bigger piece over there? Um, yes, absolutely. And I think you know, customers, even though we are open, um, we do have. <laughs> sorry, I had a visitor for my dog. Um, <laughs> even though we we are open, we have a lot of customers that are preferring to still do the curbside pickup and to still shop online. We do a lot of phone shopping, FaceTime shopping, sending pictures to customers. So we're still certainly very willing and happy to do that as well. Right. So I'm thinking all the way back to the beginning and, and you said, you know, you had done a little work in retail, um, and, but then you wanted to open a store. Did mm -hmm. you go to uh, a retail owner operator college? No, ma'am, I did not. <laughs> how do you, so it's like Michelle, like she ate a sushi and then started a sushi restaurant. So how do you right. do that? How do you make that transition? There's entrepreneurs out there that are wondering, how do you go from I'm a shopper to I own a 15,000 square foot, very successful store? You know, it has definitely been a learning process. You know, I'm still learning. I still attend seminars at market. I, you know, join retail groups, uh, you know, where we talk online to each other and share tips. But my, we often laugh about my first market trip and how I under, uh, underestimated how much money it would take to fill a store. Um, and just, you know, learning how to buy, how much to buy, when to ship it. Um, you know, all of that is just learning along the way. You know, I really, I was very unexperienced starting. Very, right. very. Right. Um, so uh, Michael's dad uh, was in retail when he was younger and he tells great stories about that experience. And one of which, and I'm gonna mess up some of the details of it, but mm -hmm. he was supposed to order suits, men's suits. And I don't think he realized the difference between a dozen and a gross. Have you had <laughs> one of those mathematical challenges before? Uh, I had one yesterday. Uh, <laughs> But you know, it, a lot of times it's a, um, you know, sometimes it's certainly my error or a, a vendor error or communication with the sales rep, but um, yes, colors, quantity, um, and then really how it looks in a catalog, it often comes in and does not look like that. So yes, we've had lots of buying, buying errors along the way. Right. Um, I love that you're focused on your professional development because I think that's always really important. How do you nurture and encourage that in your team? Do you send them to the same seminars? Um, when we're at market, yes, we do split up and attend different seminars. They're all day long in different buildings. And, you know, some are related to marketing, some related to buying, um, visual merchandising. So I do think it is very important to involve my team. Um, we've also invested in some sales training that they can do online. Um, and I think that definitely helps. And I, I have an amazing staff. I really do. And I, I feel blessed and I owe my, the store success to them. Absolutely. Because I could not do it without them at all. It's not a one-man um, show. Absolutely not. It's right. not. So um, what's that process like? How do you recruit them, train them, nurture them, keep them? Um, well, typically our employees stay for a long time. Uh, we just celebrated five of them are graduating from UL today. So we had a little celebration for them yesterday at the store. And I would say most of them have been with me all through their college career, several of them staying on after. So, um, I think we have developed a great working environment for our employees. And, um, you know, I know that I need to invest in them because they certainly invest in me as well. Right. 
So um, have you thought about expansion into other markets, franchising, any of those kinds of aspirations? I have. Um, you know, we have a second location in Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital. We are the gift shop in um, Lourdes Hospital. And we just reopened Friday. So um, they're still not allowing visitors in the hospital, but um, the staff missed us and we miss them. And so we've reopened really for them at this point until they start allowing visitors in the hospital. But um, I always get, you know, customers that come in and say, I live in Lake Charles, I live in Houston or Baton Rouge or New Orleans, you know, please come open a store there, Covington. So at this point in my life, I feel like <laughs> I don't know how, how I could take on an, another uh, store in a different city. Um, you know, I still struggle with my time and time management with my family. So I feel like right now my plate's pretty full. That's understandable. That is understandable. Yeah. So Jessica Haravas asks, what are your top three items, like three favorite items in the store right now? My top three, okay. Um, I would say our Julie Voss jewelry, I think is amazing. Um, all of our local products, uh, we have really been pushing all of our local products during um, this time, just because we're doing so much online selling, but we're trying to support all those local businesses and try to help them. And I think our customers are really, it's very well received with them as well. So all of our local products from, you know, Acadian Pride, local artwork, um, we have so many great vendors that those are really kind of my favorites just because I know them personally. Right. Um, and all of our cute little children's clothes, we have some great uh, adorable children's lines in the store and we've been getting in a ton of toys and outdoor play. So that's been great too. I love, I love that as well. That's awesome. Now she has a five, six month old and she heard that you've got a pretty big baby section now. Yes, it's huge. It's probably about uh, 4,000 square feet, I would say. Wow. So yes, we have a lot of precious clothes, um, great baby gifts, children's birthday gifts. Um, like I said, toys and great new cool little gadgets that we didn't have when we had our children, but, um, <laughs> you know, great baby items that all the new moms are loving. Aren't you amazed by that? The number of stuff yes. that's been developed since we had ours? Yes. And I often say, gosh, that would have been awesome to have that. That's what I say too. <laughs> yes, all the time. of course. Yes. No, I look at Jackson and I'm like, if only I had I had this, you would have been a much better sleeper. I know. Yeah. So one of our new cool items is called a dock a tot and it's a little docking station for your child to lay in the bed with you. So it's basically like a little nest for them to lay in next to you, which, you know, my kids slept with me as babies. So that mm -hmm. certainly would have been nice to have. Very nice. I had this huge, yeah. massive thing that like attached to the side of our bed as if we were right. doing like an extension to the house. <laughs> right. It sounds like this is much better than that. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Deborah Terrabiel yeah. Stewart, how are you? Hi, Deb. She says, yay. Hey, Charlotte. Hi from Houston. Oh, oh love her. Uh, okay. So as I think about um, the the expansion you've gone through and raising kids at the same time, how have you balanced those? Because you're still at every kid activity. It seems like you're at school, yeah. working full time. How do you do it? That is my biggest challenge, I have to say. That is time management for me is is my biggest struggle. But I always have made it a priority. I leave every day at three to get my youngest off the bus. He still rides the bus. Um, you know, I do definitely want to be there for my kids, attend 
events and sporting events. Um, I'll never get that time back with them. And that is my number one priority. And my staff has really helped me to be able to do that and picking up the slack when I'm not there. So I, I do thank them for that. Right. How do you collaborate with your team? Because you've mentioned them a couple of times and they obviously have played a huge role. Uh, what does that look like? Is it team meetings? Is there group chats? What do y'all do to stay connected? You know, we, we always say, let's meet every Monday morning at nine o'clock. We'll come Monday morning at nine. It's, you know, 10 other things going on. So, you know, we'll grab time when we can. Um, we do collaborate often and I, you know, value their opinions and their advice so much. You know, when I'm trying to decide, should I buy this? Should I not? Or where should we put this? Let's move the store. They have amazing ideas. And, you know, I, I really do listen to them and take their advice a lot. And I think together we work really well together as a team. And I think that's really important. I think uh, I feel the same way about my team here. You know, you've got to have people that you can rely on and that are in it to win it with you. Right. Right. Um, And what's extra special is my oldest daughter, Caroline, who the store is named after is now working full time with me at the store. That's awesome. So I know it's been so awesome and uh, so fun to have her with me every day. And, you know, as a child, she always said she would never come work at the Mm -hmm. store, but um, (laughs) here she is and she's loving it, doing a great job. She's kind of taken over all of our social media marketing, which is huge right now and way over my head. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Because we had a little technical difficulty getting you on. And how did you Mm -hmm. solve that problem? Uh, My 12 year old came to help, of course. (laughs) Kids to the rescue. And she's rolling her eyes at me like, mom, really? Come on. You know, exactly. it took her two seconds to do. I was frantic. Exactly. Well, I'm oh, glad yeah. Caroline has joined the, the fold because I think Me that too. may solve the Charlotte Caroline issue. Um, well, it's okay. <laughs> like I said, I answer to both. Right, right. I do that with Jackie yeah. and JC. So I completely yeah. understand. Yeah. Um, so, people used to call the store often and ask to speak to Caroline and I'd have to explain that she was at school, but I'm happy to help them. So is that I'm good. Okay. That's how you know that they don't really know you very well. Right, right. Um, so Deb wants to know any great grad gift ideas. Yes. Okay. So for uh, graduates, John Hart always um, is at the top of our list. It's uh, luggage and cosmetic bags that are personalized with their initials or names on them. That has been a top seller for the last several years. Um, we have some great new like beach items, which most of them are not going on a senior trip, which is a bummer for them at this time. Maybe they'll go a bit later in the summer, but great beach items. Um, And also yesterday, day before yesterday, we got um, these really cool uh, coolers, like backpack ice chests. So those have been selling well. And a lot of just special um, like mementos and special jewelry, you know, it was special engraving that might mean something to them. Right. Do y'all do the monogramming and engraving in store? We do not. Um, We send our monogramming out and then engraving is done by one of our vendors. Gotcha. Uh, Mm -hmm. Do y'all do a gift registry? I mean, we do the scanner and do that whole like thing. Okay. Yes. Yes. So that has been um, really awesome for us and our customers. We do wedding registry. Okay. We do have online registry, but Mm -hmm. we have wedding registry. We have new baby registry. And just wish lists. You know, if you have a birthday coming up or you have your graduations coming up, you can come in and make a wish list of items that, um, that you'd like to receive. And you can send your friends and family in. And they love it, too, because it takes the guesswork out for them. Right. Especially for husbands. Yes. 
just especially <laughs> for husbands. Yes, yes. And the way they usually do that is if not coming in the store, they would take a screenshot from our social media or website <laughs> and their husband comes in and says, I want this. Right. <laughs> so easy. We got it. That's awesome. We got it. Yeah. What are you most proud of at your company? Um, I would say I'm most proud of um, our growth through the year years and just being able to um, just sustain our, our business all this time. You know, I, it's a reality that most gift shops or small businesses open and close within five years. Right. So, you know, it is hard. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say this is easy. It is a very hard job. Uh, it is so rewarding and so fun. I love it. I love going to work every day. I love buying. I love visiting with customers. I love, I could stay out in the store and visit with customers all day long. Um, so I think that, you know, I'm proud of the relationships that we've developed with our customers and I'm proud of, of my staff and, um, you know, just proud of the business that we've developed. Right. When you look around um, over the years, you know, we've talked about buying some things that maybe didn't sell as well. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any big thing where you think, oh, that was, I regret that choice, not from a buying perspective, but maybe from a hiring or uh, missing an opportunity for growth, just kind of a, a fail? Um, I, look, there have been many fails, <laughs> no doubt. You know, we have, um, I know I've made some bad buying choices, bad um you know, maybe decisions not to grow more or faster or, but for me, I think I've, I've tried to make the choice what was right for me at that time and what I was willing to take on. And, you know, yes, we could have franchised into lots of different cities. It's just not what I really want for my life right now. Right. No, and I, I think that's fair. Very fair. Yeah. Uh, Betsy's watching. She says, great job, Charlotte. Proud sister. Oh, thanks, Bet. Oh, Betsy's sweet. also coming to work with me now and helping with the great visual merchandiser. So that that's has been awesome. super fun. I know. I know. Family business such a, all the such way Such a around. blessing. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. That is great. So tell me about some of your big wins. Um, obviously, you've gone through a lot of challenges this year with the move, and I think mm -hmm. that's going to ultimately be a win. But thinking back over the past 23 years, what things surprised you? Like, oh, I didn't think that was going to work out. And look at how good that ended up. I would say just the expanding, being able to expand and grow each time that we did. Um, I think it just opened up so many doors, allowed me to buy into new categories and expand what I had that was doing well. Those have been big wins for me because just the growth has allowed me to increase the business and increase sales by doing that so and i've definitely already seen that in our new location so right yeah so when you look and maybe you get this in your uh, industry groups when you look at other retailers across the country are there any of them you thought man i wish i had done that first like oh that was a good idea um you know all of through all of this you know stay at home and all the stores closing but i was watching so many uh stores across the country doing you know, all these Facebook live videos and selling, which I know were super successful. Um, we simply did not have the time to do them. You know, we kept having all these ideas of, yes, let's do this Facebook live. And I had reps that were offering to come in to host them for us to sell their product. We simply did not have time. I mean, we were at the store every morning at 730, staying until 637, just trying to fill our website orders and our 
you know, helping customers over the phone. So I feel like that definitely would have bumped sales. It just, you know, I think that's such a great idea. I think people liked having that interaction, a live interaction with, um, with their customers. Right. But I think you tackled that earlier, you know, for you, there's got to be balance. Mm-hmm. And so is it worth it if it's going to make you crazy on top of this massive move just to sell a few more candles? Right. Exactly. That's, that is how we looked at it. Yeah. Was no, it I think wasn't right for us at the time, but yeah, not that you're wondering how I felt about it, but I approve. I think that was a wise yeah. choice. Okay, on your good. Part. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> so describe a typical day in your life, not pandemic days, like normal, regular days. Well, I get up super early, really early, some mornings way too early, but you know, I get up and um, spend my first time of the morning with coffee and prayer and uh, kind of gather my thoughts for the day. I'm a big list maker. I live by a list and a calendar, which during this time has been so odd, not having anything on my calendar. So I, I'm kind of lost, but um, I'm a big list maker. I make lists, try to get through my list each day. Although I always have things that carry over to the next day or the next week, but I love a list. Um, so I, you know, kind of get my day going um, at the store for nine when it opens every day. And as of late, been staying till closing, but typically leave at three. Um, but you know, during the day, every day is different. You know, I feel like, you know, one day I could spend all day behind my computer, one day on the floor rearranging or. Um, unpacking boxes or cleaning the store, you know, every day is, is really different. So to say I do the same thing at work every day, I, I do not. Right. And then the afternoon typically is busy with kids and dinner and grocery shopping and what, you know, everyone else is busy doing in the afternoons too. So. Right. So um, have you been a teacher for the past two months or has yours mostly been self uh, taught? You know, so uh, William is at LSU. So he's, doing that on his own. Anna Catherine's in sixth grade. And, you know, most little girls love school. She does love school, loves getting her assignments and takes care of it really on her, on her own. So I fortunately have not had to be a teacher. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt too. Yeah. Really glad this wasn't 10 years ago. No doubt about it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or having multiple kids that you were trying to, to juggle all of their different assignments. Yeah. No, everybody with kids in middle school, elementary school, junior high, yeah. I, I applaud them. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so Mary LeBlanc says, I'm super excited Caroline Company moved closer to my new Iberia end of Lafayette. Any chance you'll expand to focus on interiors more, mirrors, lamps, original art, and larger sizes? That is what we have been unpacking all week long. So oh, yes. that, Mary? I know. Mary, you're... You're good. Um, So, yes, we're getting in lots of like occasional furniture, tables. I think we got in 50 lamps this week. No exaggeration. Um, Lots of uh, some smaller upholstered pieces and just bigger home accents. I hear Mary starting her car right now. Oh, good. Come on, Mary. She's coming down. Good. Uh, What advice would you give to the younger you? Um just to take more time for myself, I guess. Um, and still <laughs> to this day, I, I still need to do that. But um, yeah, I would say, you know, not to worry so much about the things that are out of my control and just worry about the things that I can control and I can see about and just to take more time for myself. And that would probably be That's a good, one. good advice I need to hear today as well. 
<laughs> Probably all of us. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yes. So when you think about your best friend, the one who's known you the longest, knows you the best, what would they say they like the least about you? Okay, so that would be my husband, Russell. Um, what does he like least about me? Um, that would be a good question for him. But I would say probably that I worry too much about the things that I can't control. Right. You know, that I get too uh, caught up and stressed out about things that I can't do anything about. Yeah. Uh, Krista Bio said it would be Chip, and it's because she chews ice. So, you know, we run uh, the gamut here. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a big list if you really sat down with him. But uh, but yeah. if I had something came to mind, I would think that would be it. Yeah. For Michael, it would be the way I drink water. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, everybody's got their pet peeves. Um, yeah. What would you say is your pettiest pet peeve? My pettiest pet peeve? Right. Like um, other people. Well, I don't like to hear Russell chew. <laughs> that seems fair. Yeah. So that um, it's kind of a, a joke between us. But yes, that would probably be it. <laughs> How would you like to be remembered? Um, I would say just as a kind person, um, you know, somebody that um, did things for others and um, is faithful, a good mom. Um, a good wife, sister, friend, daughter, um, you know, just a good person in general. Yeah, I think you're doing that so far. So, so far, so good. No, um, what have you missed the most during the pandemic of the past two months? What has been the most like biggest loss in your life? I, being with people, I think, um, you know, I love being with my family and friends. We get together a lot. You know, in the beginning, like not being able to hug my parents or, you know, my siblings like that is just so unnatural for us, you know. Right. Um, but I do. I miss that. I miss the personal interaction with my friends, my family, neighbors, customers. Um, so that that's that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And that's even while you've had to do like some human interaction with moving and getting the store mm -hmm. back up and running. Um, I can only imagine the people who are you know, in an apartment in New York that have no human contact. That. I know, right? I know, yeah. And I know there's people in apartments everywhere, but I specifically think about people who are in a very small, cramped space, really on lockdown, way more than us in Acadiana. And I just, I, I can't even imagine their mental health right now. I, I can't imagine that either. I have my mom's brother, Perch, lives in New York in an apartment, and I've checked on him several times and just can't imagine that feeling of isolation, but yeah. he has a great positive attitude about it. Good, good. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad because I'm yeah. sure that's been very difficult for him. Yes. Is he in a big high rise? Uh, it's not super high, but I believe he's on the fourth floor. Um, but, you know, he's a amazing person and so um, positive about being able to have time in isolation. Yeah. That's yeah. just got to be tough. Yeah. What event has most shaped who you are now? What event? Um, I would say just becoming a mom. Um, I guess so that would be three events. <laughs> um, but I think that has shaped me into who I am and um, the kind of person that I want my kids to see me as and, you know, that I encourage them to become. Right. That's good. What values do you live by? Um, faith, you know, I'd... Um, I can't imagine not having faith as a part of my my daily life. 
um, you know, I think it's important to love and share love and be loved. So that's really a big part of, of my life and gratitude. I'm very grateful for everything that I have in my life, the people in my life and the opportunities that I've had. Those are all good. Uh, best mistake you ever made. Best mistake I ever made. Um, That's a good one. I would say um, opening my store to begin with. I remember (laughs) my mom telling me, like, are you sure you want to do that? You know, like just nervous for me. But um, I did make a lot of mistakes in the beginning, still make mistakes, still learn from them. But I would think that, you know, doing that, I really did not have a clue what I was getting myself into and, you know, what it would become. So I would think it's turned out pretty good. I would say so far, so far, so yeah, good. Thanks. Yeah, sure. Um, so what do you think about on long drives? Um, I'm always thinking about what to do, a, a project or, a, um, you know, another improvement or a, you know, just trying to improve on what I have or what we can do or, um, always planning for the next adventure. So that's that mental list making that you're going through. Uh It's always happening. As my kids say, mom, you love a project. And I do. (laughs) (laughs) Always something going on. Um, If you could send a note to yourself for 2030, so 10 years from now, you're going to open this letter. What would it say? God, these are tough, Jackie. Um, I'm sorry. I told you you'd know the answers, but I didn't say they'd be super easy. If I wrote a letter to myself, yeah. um, I don't know. I think it would just, you know, like what I was saying, you know, even looking back, just, you know, make time to enjoy life and enjoy spending time with, with the people around you that are important to you and that love you. And, um, you know, just don't sweat the small stuff. That's a great one. That is a great one. What gives you hope? Um, I feel really hopeful right now. And, you know, part of me wonders, like, why do I feel that way? Because of everything that's been going on. But I feel like, uh, especially in our community in Lafayette, we're very resilient, positive, um, faith-filled community that I think is, they have given me so much hope. My customers coming in and just, how well the store has been received and um, just the compliments that we've gotten about it. And, you know, I feel like Lafayette's going to, going to come back. It's going to be a a rough road for a lot of people, a lot of businesses, um, the oil field, you know, I think it's going to be rough for everyone for a while, but I do feel like our community is hopeful. I'm hopeful. Um, We just got to stay positive and stay strong and keep the faith. Right. And I think that that resiliency and that positive attitude are for sure. I um, had a little breakdown maybe about three weeks into the pandemic and kind of jotted a list on Facebook. I'm, I'm a list maker, too. Mm-hmm. And um, on one of them, I remember writing, I feel really positive about us and being able to get through all of this. But I often wonder, am I just rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic? Like, should I be positive or am I crazy mm-hmm. to be positive? It's sometimes it's hard to realize if it's that positivity is rooted in reality or fiction. Right. So I, very I true. Exactly. Yeah. Very true. When is the last time you felt awe? 
awe. Awe, like mm. awesome, like in a good way. Um, the day we were able to open, you know, it was such a relief. Um, you know, I was telling Russell, my husband, when I got in my car that night, leaving the store, I felt like I took a breath for the first time. And since all this started, since the move started, it's been so stressful, so many uncertainties, but that was, I just felt like, like we did this, we're going to get through it. We're, it's going to be good. It's going to be okay. And I felt like, you know, we're on the, on the upswing. Yeah. Like it's all going to work out. Yeah. It is all going to work out. Yeah. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. It has been tough, but we're going to get through it. Right. What's your guilty pleasure? Um, chocolate and wine dipped simultaneously <laughs> two separate it hands. doesn't matter it doesn't matter <laughs> either or yeah um what do you say to yourself when you're in doubt um gosh I don't know I mean I have had to push myself to take risks so if I'm doubting myself you know I often weigh the pros and cons and other thing making lists I do physically write down pros and cons to things um so when I'm in doubt, I mean, I really just have to pray and make the right decision based on the facts that I have. Um, not always the right decision, but, you know, I always have to try to make the best decision for that time. Right. Do you collect anything? Um, not really. I mean, there are decorative objects that I like that I do collect, but I'm really not a collector. The stamps, coins, seashells. No. People. I would say you collect people. <laughs> yes, I collect people. And that's a good thing. That's a good, it is a good thing. Yeah. It's a very good thing. I have some great people in my life. Aside from the necessities, what's one thing you could not go a day without? Um, I could not go a day without. I would say, I mean, people. Yeah. My family. I really couldn't. Yeah. What I mean, my so- husband's been out of town for a while now and... You know, we talk every morning, every night, throughout the day. You know, we have a lot of strong relationships in my life. That's human connection. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think your store says that, you know. Mm -hmm. I think that people go there not just to buy things, but they go there because of the human connection that you've built and your team. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. goes together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that this is a therapy session, but that's what I would tell you. This is all leading back to. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. I would have to, I would have to agree with that. Right. What historical event would you most like to have attended? Um, I would have loved to have gone to an Olympics. Um, you know, I would love to have gone to the Olympics, um, summer or winter games. Um, winter. Which event? The winter game. Uh, skiing. Okay. Love watching that. Just in awe at the, their ability. Um, you know, let's say Olympics. Okay. That's a great one. Amy Landry says, great job, Charlotte. Love you, my friend. Oh, uh, love you, Amy. Um, and now, you don't have a graduate this year, but what advice would you give to this year's graduates? You have some working for you. What have you told them about their future? Um, I would say, you know, don't be afraid to take a risk. Um, step out of your comfort zone when you can, um, you know, learn from your mistakes. Uh, we all make them, but learn from your mistakes and, and just remember to always keep God in your life. 
because it, it helps you to get through every day and trying times as well. Oh, those are great answers. Mm -hmm. What question do you wish I'd asked and what would the answer have been? Oh, I don't know. I think you've asked some great questions. I've tried to cover them all. Okay. So yeah, I can't. We're down to our final two cards. This is the okay. lightning round and the action okay. questions. So, oh gosh, okay. here we go. It's okay. There's no no pressure. Um, okay. So, favorite place on earth? Lafayette. Okay. Movie you can't turn off? I'm not a big movie watcher. Okay. I'm not a big TV watcher. Um, I think I just don't really have the time to get involved in a series. Uh, I watch a lot of HGTV, <laughs> but I really, I'm, I'm not a big movie TV watcher. Right. Really What's your not. favorite HGTV show? Um, any type of remodel, you know, from like a fixer upper to a, you know, any, uh, you know, remodeling of a, of an old house. I love that. Right. Have I you made love the watching the transformation? The before I have and not. are amazing. You haven't gone to Waco yet? I have not gone to Waco oh. yet. I think that I know, but I've heard it's awesome. I think it'd be a great trip. girls trip. Yes, yes for sure. As for sure. I think if I told Russell we had to go, he wouldn't. That would not be his first choice of a of a trip. Right, right. Yeah. No. Amazing. Um, yeah. So, favorite book? Um, I'm actually reading uh, one. My friend Amy Landry that just commented. It's called Sacred Rest. Okay. And I love reading little excerpts from it. It basically teaches you and tells you why it's okay to rest and it's okay to to take some time for yourself so it's something i have to remind myself but i'd say that's my favorite book right now I thank think you that's awesome especially in these days maybe you know we were all told in the right. last two months to take some sacred rest mm -hmm. it kind of feels like it was divine intervention yeah yeah, right? yeah. um do you listen to podcasts um occasionally i do driving um and it's usually like retail related, uh, you know, or things I can do to help my store. You know, typically that's what right. I like to educate myself on. Right. Favorite car? Um, always wanted a Jeep. Really? I would say a Jeep. Yes. Like I always Wrangler, wanted a Jeep. top down doors. Yes. All kind top of Jeep. down. Yes. A true okay. Jeep. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I'll have Jackson swing by and grab you okay, good. take you for a little okay, ride. Maybe for my 50th birthday, maybe. Which is coming up soon, I would imagine. It is. Uh, in a little over a year. Yeah. Are you prepared? Sure. You okay. Know, it's so, just a number. Very good attitude. Yeah. Um, any big plans for it? Trips? Um, it's hard to think about a trip right now, right. you know, but this summer is our 25th wedding anniversary so we had talked about taking our kids somewhere special this summer but I think that'll probably get put on hold with all of this so maybe we'll do a combo combo trip somewhere with the kids that'd probably be perfect yeah do you go to festivals are you a festival goer not really okay. I'm really not that's all right I'm really not yeah favorite musician um George Strait good good favorite song to perform at karaoke oh gosh do you karaoke? <laughs> I have been known to karaoke uh, in quite now? a while. <laughs> okay. It has been quite a while. I mean, you know, girl songs, you know, sure. fun girl, uh, you know. It, will it be dance moves or you just a belt it out at the top of your lungs? Um, I would never do it by myself, but I have done it with a group. Okay. Yeah. That seems uh -huh. fair. Yeah. Um, favorite sport to watch? 
baseball. Downhill skiing. Oh, baseball. Okay, good. Yeah. 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 Um, something we're all missing a lot of yeah. right now. Yeah. And football. I love to watch right. football too. Right. So how was that for you, like with Will's sports playing, you know, like as that ends at the end of high school, what do you do yeah. as a sports mom? How? You know, so I was, we were both, Russell and I were both kind of nervous about, you know, just losing that part of our life. It had been such a big part of our life for so long. Like it would be so different for us. But I have to say, you know, we had such a fun time experiencing it all um, from when he was little through high school. We've met some amazing kids and families and parents that we, you know, become our dear friends. So that we really miss a lot. But, you know, he had a great high school career. It was a lot of fun, but, you know, it's time to move on. Right. right. And um, he's having a great time in college and doing well, studying hard. So, you know, it was time. Right. It is tough, though. It's tough to let go of those things. Yeah. Yeah. It is and such just the relationships, exactly. you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, favorite meal? Um, pizza. Okay. Pizza is a fave. I love cauliflower pizzas now. Um, right. But pizza is a favorite. Um, and any you know, Cajun food, gumbo, crawfish, sure, anything. I'm not a real picky eater. I like, right. I like a lot. Favorite restaurant in town? Um, Tsunami, um, La Fonda, all the locally owned spots. You know, right. we really try to patronize all the local spots, but those are my top two, I would say. I think most of them are going to be pretty busy tonight. Yes, yes. 25% occupancy is going to be tested. Right, right. Favorite leisure activity? Uh, tennis. Okay. Do you play regularly? I do. I'm on a tennis team. Uh, we play on Wednesdays. So um, I have not played much this spring, really since January, just right. with the store move. But um, look forward to getting back into it after all this is over. What level do you play at? It's a 3-5 team. Okay. Just yeah. trying to decide if I could take you or not. So yeah. I'm going to sit down. Um, okay. <laughs> favorite leisure activity? Tennis. Okay, no, sorry, I did ask that. Right, I was like, oh, yeah, favorite sport. Um, favorite way to treat yourself. Um, I love to get a massage. I love that. Um, I miss that. Yeah. Um, that's really probably my indulgence. I would say that's to a treat good myself. One. Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah. Last card. You have made it to almost the end. Okay. Um, now these are the actor studio questions. Um, which I think are just fantastic uh, from James Lipton. Um, and so it's a great way to honor him. And I just love seeing it compared to like all the celebrity ones he's ever done. Mm -hmm. So your favorite word. Love. Least favorite. Um, curse word. Okay. What turns you on? Um, I would say just being around happy people turns you off rude rude people sound or noise that you love the most um any outside noise birds waves just being outside sound or noise that just, you hate um uh russell chewing <laughs> Somehow I thought we were going to get back to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
What profession other than your own would you love to attempt? Um, being a realtor. Really? Yeah. All right. That really interests me. I love looking at houses and uh, that's probably what, what I would do if I wasn't in retail. Okay. Yeah. And what profession would you not like to do? Um, the healthcare industry. I mean, I, I praise them. I think I admire them all so much, but I, I don't think I could, um, I'm not a, uh, blood and guts person that just, I, I don't think I could personally do that, but I think that I, I really admire their hard work and their, you know, just brilliant people. But I know personally, it's just not something that I could do on a daily basis. Right. Not your skill set. No, it's not. Yeah, totally get that. And last but not least, when you arrive at the pearly gates, what would you like to hear God say? Well done. I think that is exactly what you will hear. This was very well done. Thank you so much for taking the time. I told you this hour would fly by. I can't believe it's been an hour. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for right? having me. Well, thank yeah. you for being here. I appreciate it. Good luck with the new store and the move and thank getting you. back to some normalcy of life. Um, thank you very much for taking the time. And to all of you who spent this hour with us watching, thank you. We appreciate it. And we appreciate your insightful questions. And uh, feel free to come back next week. We have a whole stack of good ones from Johnny Blancher, who's going to talk about Rock and Bowl and opening up Ye College Inn, as well as Ashley Mudd, who's going to talk to us about the Leadership Institute of Acadiana, Leadership Lafayette, and um, how they have transitioned to online experiences for this year's class. So thank you all very much. Please feel free to give us a shout out if you've got somebody you think we should be on the show, questions and comments for a guest. We love the audience participation. Thank you all very much. See you next time.